Cape Talk. A worldview from London with Adam Gilchrist. And this worldview with Adam Gilchrist is brought to you by Outsurance. Good morning, uh, uh, Adam. We're talking about aid. Uh, let's start with an EU aid package for Ukraine. Um, this was agreed upon despite uh, Hungarian uh, objections. Of course, uh, Hungary headed by one Viktor Orban. That's him, uh, who has some hardline views. Mind you, there are plenty of European leaders and others who have hardline views. But, of course, this is the deal about uh, the EU, that 27 members have to agree on something as big and different as an aid package for Ukraine. Uh, one dissenting voice will scupper the plan. So, to, I mean, Have you ever sat in a room with 27 people trying to get them to agree? anything even the order of what you're going to discuss so it's quite something i suppose that they actually got there or they get there with anything but they got there with this ultimately even though as you say victor orban the hungarian prime minister had objected there was a whole heap of tit for tat going on uh, president orban uh, sorry prime minister orban objected to the eu withholding 20 billion euros for hungary over EU concerns about human rights and corruption in Hungary. It was also reported the EU could take steps to hit Hungary's economy, which doesn't seem very one for all and all for one. Um, but like a lot of decisions, they got there. This is not, by the way, a military aid package. This is a supportive aid pack. This is to make sure that people are paid uh, and that um, the wheels of the economy of Ukraine still turn despite the war with Russia. Um, Ukraine also, by the way, has EU candidate status. So you wonder how far tit for tat could have gone with all of this. Democracy is a tricky Johnny sometimes, isn't it? And then uh, let's go stay in Europe and from, with, their, with their pitchforks and their combine harvesters and their front end loaders and their wheelbarrows, Europe's protesting yeah. farmers, everything from bales of hay to manure being absolutely flung and deposited in every major centre. It's a growing protest. But why at the moment, Adam? Well, Interestingly, yes, this is for multiple reasons, and yet it's all about the farming community. If indeed, I mean, often you think of farmers as lonesome, solitary figures, but I guess they are in a community still. And tens of thousands of farmers across Europe have been very unhappy, as you say, doing all those things, taking their tractors to the streets, blocking towns, blocking motorways in France often the most maverick, uh, farmers there are unhappy about agricultural sustainability, essentially about the French policy towards what they have to do and the impact of the war in Ukraine, because Ukraine has been given uh, almost free access to the EU to sell its goods, to, to help itself survive. But as a result, you, an average Ukrainian farm is 10 times bigger than an average European Union farm. 10 times bigger, so therefore their produce is cheaper. So France has complained about that. Uh, Hungary, Poland and Romania have uh, complained specifically about the Ukrainian deal. In Germany, they're angry about the removal of tax on diesel fuel. Dutch farmers are angry about halving livestock because they're trying to reduce gas emissions and therefore they've had to get rid of a lot of their stocks. Spanish and Portuguese farmers are angry about water restrictions after a drought. A lack of drought compensation has got farmers going in Italy. Uh, lots of enraged farmers, no simple answers, uh, apart from, I guess, overall, most of them are probably saying, more money, please. <laughs> are we all? 
And then finally, Canada's stolen stuffed polar bear missing, although I would believe unmissable, really. Yeah, think about the size of a polar bear. I mean, they're enormous. And it is stuffed, so it's still the size of a polar bear, albeit, of course, it's been to the taxidermist. Uh, and it's been nicked from a resort near Edmonton. Uh, I mean, it's not a, it's a sort of far-flung wilderness kind of resort. The bare facts are that this stolen bear is 3.6 metres tall. That's tall. It weighs 225 kilos and would have been more when alive, but... It's believed to have been snatched during a cold snap last month. The temperature was very polar bear, really. It was minus 30 at the time. In other words, there weren't people out and about, really, watching this stuff. The public, though, has been asked to keep an eye out for the giant stuffed bear. I mean, I don't think, generally speaking, you see a taxidermic bear wandering past. Uh, stationary, I'm presuming. But anyway, keep an eye out for it. It's worth about $10,000, just this wow. thing. But... According to investigators, only last August, two stuffed raccoons were also stolen during a break-in in this part of Canada. I don't know, anyone feel like there's someone making a rather weird collection? <laughs> Funny that you should talk about raccoons. I got a friend who lives in, in Canada and was messaging me overnight about... Uh, How's things in South Africa? Load shedding, energy crisis here, and he sends me a, a message saying uh, that meanwhile in Canada, Toronto, by far the largest city in Canada, we just got load shed by a raccoon, and apparently a raccoon touches equipment, plunges the entire downtown Toronto in the dark. So. Polar bears and yeah, records. It, it, it absolutely Canada. can happen. Mm. Adam Gilchrist, enjoy your weekend. Stay well. And I'm looking forward to chatting to you on Monday. Yeah, have a good one. Cheers.